This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. Welcome to Look West and Vaccines. I'm Nairi Bagdasarian. And I'm Andy Domic. And it feels like every time we talk, Nairi, we're talking vaccines. Does that feel the same way to you? It certainly does on this podcast. We have three episodes so far, done and out. We, have the, we talked about Hope is Here when the news of the vaccines first came out. Uh, We talked about making a plan when the vaccine rollouts came out, and we also talked about vaccine equity, and here we are, episode four. Here we are, episode four, vaccines and kids, and going back to school, getting the vaccine. It's enabling things to happen that haven't been able to happen in a while. Uh, We talked to a number of guests, and we've compiled these interviews over the last several months, so you'll notice a little bit of a shift in how people discuss things. Uh, this, some of these interviews were recorded before the Delta variant started to rampage through the state. But we do talk to a student named Julia as she gets her first vaccine and what she's kind of hoping to do uh, and experience uh, after the immunity starts to kick in. And then we talk to Assemblywoman Cotty Petrie Norris and her two uh, student age kids, uh, Dylan and Hayden about their experience with the vaccine. And finally, we talked to Dr. Shannon Udovic Constant, who's a pediatrician and chair of the California Medical Association's Board of Trustees. And Julia has advice for her peers considering the vaccine. Let's hear what Julia had to say. I am definitely interested in being in school in person. I was very sad when they closed. I would love to go back it's nice to see people and interact with my teachers in person and I would love to go back five days a week. I miss being able to go to school and then going to the classes and learning with my teachers and being able to ask them questions without having to email them every time. There's a lot more spontaneity to being in person in classes. There's laughing and giggles and fun versus on Zoom when it's watching a PowerPoint for an hour and a half. I would tell them that it's not only for them, but for everyone around them, so that when they go to school and when they do fun things with their friends, they're keeping their friends safe as well as themselves. And caring about the people around you is just as important when considering getting the vaccine. I'm looking forward to hanging out with my friends and going swimming and being near other people and being able to go to like do fun things like mini golf and also shopping. And the things that Julia goes through in getting her vaccine and the things that she wants to do are pretty similar across teenagers all across California. All across California, all across the United States. And it's something that parents and their teenagers who are getting vaccinated are going through. I really believe that the COVID-19 vaccine is one of the great, it is one of the great miracles of our lifetime. And uh, so when I knew I was eligible to get a shot, like I was was in there as quickly as I could. And same with my kids when I, uh, knew that the kids over the age of 12 were now eligible uh, to get this vaccine and um, to, I guess, rediscover freedom, it felt like a miracle to me. And um, I was just really, really excited to be able to, um, to do that for them. I would say as, um, as a mom watching my kids go through uh, 
the experience of this pandemic. And so they spent they spent more than a year learning from home, never setting foot inside a classroom. And um, I recognized every single day that my kids had every advantage, right? They have computers that work, they have Wi-Fi that works, they've got two parents who can help them navigate this you know, new experience of learning. Um, and it still sucked. It still really sucked. And we know that there are, you know, millions and millions of kids all across our state and the country who don't have any of those advantages. And um, really and truly my my heart breaks, I think both as a mom and as a legislator for the experience I know those kids have had over the past year. And Dylan and Hayden had a lot to say too, starting with how quarantine was introduced to them. So basically on the first day, my mom just told us that COVID uh, was kind of shutting down our school, so it would be online, and that we couldn't be inside with friends for a while, and to try and stay, like, away from touching and social distance. And, like, not to touch your face, and she said everything would be okay, but, yeah, I was kind of it. They shut it down on like a Friday or something, I think. And then we had like two weeks before school started, but it wasn't like really always Zoom. It was kind of like asynchronous. You did the work by yourself at one time. We started going in person at our kind of like our last trimester of school. Yeah, on our last trimester, our last trimester started as a hybrid schedule. So it was half the time you were online and half the time you were in person. And then after like two weeks of that, we switched to full in person for the rest of the like 10 weeks we had left. And how do you guys feel about that? Um, felt excited because I hadn't been to school in a while. And was excited to see my friends back at school again. Yeah, it was pretty fun. You got to see everyone and how people are like, you haven't seen in like a year and a half changed. It did feel kind of weird for me that I was excited about to go back to school, but I mean, kind of made sense because I hadn't been doing it all just kind of alone for a while. And I finally got to meet more friends and just do more stuff. You appreciated having to get ready for school and do homework and stuff a little bit more. Mm. I don't know about that, but maybe. <laughs> you guys mentioned that your dad started cooking more during the pandemic. Yeah, my dad really got into cooking a lot during the over like quarantine. So, yeah, that's been one of the things that's. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of weird because before quarantine, my dad was out all day at work, and my mom was in Sacramento, and then it was just Hayden and I. We went to like. School, and then we came home and hang out with friends, but there was no one here really as much. But as soon as it started, it was like everyone was here at all times. So it was just kind of weird. How did you feel getting the shot? I was nervous at first, but it was just a prick and it was over. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But like the day after, my arm was pretty sore, but I didn't like really get any side effects. Yeah, after the second one, I was in bed all day, kind of feeling sick. But after that, it was totally fun. 
it's like weird to get excited about a vaccine and a shot in your arm but how did you guys feel about it when they're like okay younger people can now get vaccinated yeah i was just like well i mean that's kind of it right yeah um when i heard about it i didn't think much of it but then like a week or two after uh, we went and got it. It was I was pretty excited for it because I knew after I got it, I would be able to do a lot more stuff more freely. I think for people my age, I can just tell them you can go to places like movie theaters, like theme parks. And then for adults, I would probably just say that they should get it so that they can go to like their business or like a restaurant or something and also for kids my age i would say you should do it because to be honest whenever i do exercise in a mask it feels a lot like a bit more tiring because i mean not as much air so i think you should definitely get it and it doesn't seem like much but in the long run it'll really help anything fun you guys started doing during covid I started skating like a while ago, but then they stopped and during COVID I like got back into it. And yeah, I also got back into skating due to COVID and also mountain biking, which I, cause my friend has done it for like a while since he was like three. And I'm also friends with, you know, like Troy Lee, like Troy Lee designs. No, no. It's helmets and bike stuff, and I'm friends with his son, Charlie's son. So I just got into mountain biking a lot because of COVID, and yeah. He's really improved his bolognese sauce. Um, and also there's this one, like, cottage pie he makes with mashed potatoes, ground beef, and peas. And it doesn't sound great, but it's really good. He started, like, making homemade sushi with my mom. So they like, get all the ingredients and stuff and we can make like sushi rolls for ourselves, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. That was really interesting hearing from the boys and about the family perspective about what kids have been going through during this time. And I can certainly relate as a father. My kids have gone through you know, quite a lot and I absolutely cannot wait until they can be vaccinated. They're obviously under 12. I also think it's important, though, to get the medical perspective. And to get that, we talked to Dr. Shannon Udovic-Constant. She's both a pediatrician and chair of the board of the California Medical Association's Board of Trustees. Nothing is, is risk-free. I think that's, that's the hard part as parents, is, is we want that reassurance. Um, and yet, you know, we're, we're more likely, we still have the data to show that, that kids are more likely to to have a car accident or have a motor vehicle injury, and yet we still drive, we just take precautions. You know, we put our seatbelts on and and we follow the rules of the road. And before we cross the street, we look both ways. Um, And yet crossing that street is inherently a risk, Um, but we're gonna take that risk. But again, we're gonna do it safely. And that's, that's what I'm encouraging families to do as well, which is, Nothing is, is risk-free, but we can decrease that risk. And we know how to decrease that risk by wearing our masks, washing our hands, and surrounding our, our under 12 with vaccinated adults. I think over the last year and a half, we have all been learning together um, about this virus. 
um, the health effects on, on young people. Um, as a pediatrician, that's what I get asked about a lot. And I think families are trying to figure out how to assess risk and um, keep their children and their families safe. And at the same time, you know, live our lives um, in a way that that is important. And I think the part that's been so hard is that just when we feel like we're getting our 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 footing, something new comes along and and adjusts it. And I think that constant shift um, around information and learning um, has been hard. What would you say to a parent who is a little bit hesitant about getting their child vaccinated? Well, I have two children of my own, and with everything that I know, um, as soon as they were eligible to get the vaccine, they were nearly first in line. <laughs> so I guess I can't give a higher endorsement for the vaccine than that. Um, that I wanted my children to have the, the protection um, that the vaccine provides. And it, we do know that, that this vaccine is safe and effective. And that this, I think, is really gonna be what helps us um, to get our kids back into school and, and feel a comfort with them being there. Uh, I've been talking to many families about this um, over the last few weeks and uh, there's definitely an, an unease about that, um, especially right now with this Delta variant that we know is, is more contagious. And yet I think what we, can, what we can lean into is that research has shown that opening schools generally does not significantly increase community transmission as long as masking and other safety measures are in place. And that everyone who is eligible to be vaccinated um, should be, and especially the adults in the uh, children's lives that aren't eligible for the vaccine. We know that the highest risk for kids developing COVID infection is by being around an unvaccinated adult. The vaccine trials are have been underway. Um, just anecdotally, I'm hearing that the side effect profile is, is the same as it is in, in the over 12. Um, and that the, at the current pace that those clinical trials are happening, that we're hoping it's gonna be possible for children in that grade school and preschool ages to be able to be eligible for the vaccine later this year. Initially, we had heard kind of early fall I'm now starting to hear later fall um, for the over five, still fingers crossed, maybe end of October, which would be really, really great, especially because that's when we're wanting to get everybody vaccinated against the flu vaccine or against flu. And so it would be really nice timing to get our, our young people protected against flu and COVID at the same time. This vaccine has undergone such enormous scrutiny almost more scrutiny than any vaccine um, before it, it gets approval. And so I have enormous comfort um, in, in going ahead and, and vaccinating now. What I am finding in my own practice is that when the parents of children who are vaccinated, um, after they've agreed 
to do that, there's a weight that's lifted off of us in terms of that worry and concern um, for the health of our children. And so as I'm seeing my children receive that protection because they're over 12 and were able to be vaccinated, it just helped me to feel a little bit more relaxed, you know, that vaccinated and relax, that vax and relax um, is real. In my own practice, I have had um, children um, pretty much of all ages who have tested positive for COVID. Did you see an uptick with Delta? Yes, I have. Um, and I think one of the things that we, we know about the Delta variant um, and the reason that there has been a little bit of an uptick is that it, it's just more contagious. And we had seen that if somebody like in a household um, was sick with COVID, we had a little time to kind of separate <laughs> the family members um, and, and not have it spread throughout the house. And kind of over the last several weeks, we're just seeing it kind of hit the whole family um, just more quickly. The most important thing as we're um, gearing up for the start of the school year is remembering all of the things that we've learned about this virus and how to prevent it. Um, we wanna have everyone masked. Um, we want to promote good hand washing. And if you get sick, need to get a COVID test and stay home until you know that your illness symptoms are not from COVID. And then I think we really want to just remember that that school is such an essential service, I think, for all of our young people. And that's the reason that the American Academy of Pediatrics is strongly recommending in-person learning and urges all of us to, to um, help our children to be back in school in person. Schools are safe, they're stimulating, they're enriching, and they're the place that our children and our teenagers need to be. And so we, as, as a community, really need to rally around that goal. And so let's all of us that are over 12 get our, get our vaccine, create sort of that protection around our young people, and um, and move through this together. Thanks to Dr. Shannon Udovic-Constant. And thanks to Assemblywoman Cotty Petrie-Norris and her kids, Dylan and Hayden. And a big thanks to Julia for sharing her vaccine experience with us. I'm Nairi Bagdasarian. And I'm Andy Domic. And you've been listening to Look, Look West. West. The Look West podcast is produced by California Assembly Democrats. When you think of Californian politics, remember to look west.